welcome to Megan's Bookish Life, a podcast where literary meets lifestyle. Tegan Hunter, thank you for joining me on Megan's Bookish Life podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Okay, so I know this is your first podcast, and I feel very honored that you chose me. So thanks for coming on. I'm, again, so excited. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Now, when I search your website and your Amazon bio for my little podcast duties, it gives some little tidbits, obviously, about you. It's, a, it's called a bio for a reason. So you love pizza, you love coffee, you love Halloween, the TV show Supernatural, just to name a few things kind of about you, but I would love to know more. Give me your writing background. Did you always know that you wanted to be an author or was it something that popped up and you're like, man, I'm good at this? So I kind of always knew I wanted to be an author. When I was younger, I was really into music. I mean, I still am, but um, I really wanted to like be an editor for a music magazine because, I don't know, it sounded fun and glamorous. <laughs> Uh, so I always liked writing and I would kind of screw around and write, um, like fan fictions and stuff about like my favorite bands. (laughs) So I did that and I enjoyed it. And then I really got away from it because, you know, we all grow up a little bit. When my husband joined the Army National Guard, because he was in that before he joined the Marine Corps, I was like, well, he's off doing his big thing and he's living his life and living his dream so I figured that I would chase after something that I had always wanted to do but never did before and so I sat down and I started writing and it just kind of happened and spiraled after that okay we obviously have to go a little backwards (laughs) what bands were you writing fan fiction about spill the tea (laughs) good charlotte (laughs) Okay, keep going. You, you you know there's more. No, I mean, it was mostly just Good Charlotte because I was so obsessed with them. They had these, like, little dolls that they put out, and I even had, like, dolls of them. <laughs> I was just so obsessed with them. But, yeah, it was just pretty much mostly Good Charlotte. Okay, so we need the Madden brothers to come on the podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so I have to tell you, speaking of Good Charlotte, this <laughs> I swear this will have a connection. I went through my emo phase way too late in life. Um, I always say that. So literally, uh, what was it? Not um, The Lifestyle of the Virgin Famous. What album was that? Do you remember? Yeah, Young and the Hopeless. The Young and the Hopeless, yes. I would drive to work. I'm like 22 years old, just blasting the anthem (laughs) in my car. So good, Charlotte. I get it. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I love Uh, that. Oh, my God. Flashbacks. Okay, back to your writing. (laughs) Okay, so did you did you start writing, like, little things, or did you, like, jump in? Because I know you first published your first book in 2015. What was before the publishing part? So I started writing a short story. Like, I wrote some stuff for, like, school. I would, like, expand on it and kind of mess around a little bit that way. But for, like, writing career purposes, I did start writing a short story, but... I abandoned it pretty quickly after the idea for Here's to Tomorrow popped into my head. And then I just really dove into that. And then that took months of edits and writing and all of that stuff. And then after that, I just stuck with that. (laughs) Amen. That's the best part to stick with it. (laughs) So you ended up writing 
Here's to Tomorrow into a series of four books. Mm-hmm. Um, as it was your first book that you've like ever published, did you plan of having Here's to Tomorrow become a series? Or did you put the first book out, it went so well that you kept on going? I did plan on writing more than one book in that world. Especially the second book. The third book in the novella, that wasn't really planned. It just kind of happened because readers wanted it. But I did want to at least write a second book. And there was originally going to be another book in the series, but uh, the characters all just kind of stopped talking to me. Those books are a lot heavier than what I write now. And it was just really taxing, like emotionally to write. And I needed a break to do something else. So after I moved on to like more of like the rom-com stuff, I was like, okay, I found my lane. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to stay. And those characters really just totally shut down. And I have not heard from them since. (laughs) Interesting. So you see those um, stickers and shirts that say like, my characters talk to me in my head. I'm not crazy or whatever. Yeah. I forget I forget how it goes, but there's like a line on like Pinterest that you'll like look up that says like, I'm not crazy, but characters are talking to me. That's yeah. you. Yes, that's me. <laughs> okay. So when you started with your first series, obviously you said it was heavier. So I understand the heavy part. It does take a toll on you because when you're writing so much, you're like, okay, I need a break. But Do you ever want to go back to that kind of writing or is rom-coms where you're staying? I would like to eventually write some heavier, more emotional stuff. But I think if I did, I would probably do it under a pen name because it just doesn't fit with the the Tegan brand that I have going on now. That makes sense. So (laughs) even though we're in the beginning of the podcast still, we have to talk about your hockey books. Like this is this is the Tegan Hunter brand, too. Um. (laughs) Your more recent published are taking place in the hockey world, which, by the way, I've never been to a hockey game. And I I live in Chicago, like by Chicago, (laughs) which is like the Blackhawks, like really Mm. big. I don't know. Like, I've never looked at tickets. I I feel like if I go, I will never stop. But when I went on Amazon and read the descriptions of all of your books, (laughs) there was literally not one of them that did not pull me in. If you're writing your, like, descriptions snaps for you <laughs> thank you Tegan, you did so well like the whole time i was like i'm adding this to my tbr i'm adding this to my tbr i'm not a hockey watcher mm-hmm. i think i watched it a couple times when like the blackhawks were in the some series i don't know um i think they won i don't know i watched one game i love hockey so i am not ashamed to say though that i absolutely love hockey book romances like mm-hmm. i I don't understand. Don't don't even question it. <laughs> as you as an author who who writes these books, tell me why you wanted to get in the world of hockey. Pretend you're like talking me in to a hockey game. <laughs> so I am a real life hockey fan. I know that there are some authors out there who write hockey romance who aren't actually hockey fans or they've never been to hockey games, but I'm a real life fan. (laughs) I love the game. It's so fast. Um, I love weird things like the sounds of the game. Like I love when the players are just smacked against the boards. I love the sound it makes. I love the sound of the skates on the ice. I think it's, absolutely insane how fast they move while handling a stick and 
a puck that's like so teeny tiny compared to their giant massive bodies and I just think it's so cool I just think there's so much talent required to be a hockey player and coordination that I certainly don't have because I gave myself a concussion one time (laughs) wait time to do hockey or like just doing something in general it was on my birthday and I wasn't drunk or anything. I bent over to pick up a cord that was on the ground and I lost my balance <laughs> and I ran into the corner of like our TV stand just straight to my head and busted my head open and gave myself a nice little concussion from that. Tegan, your stories of your injuries just keep getting more more intense because we've talked about this off the podcast too. My gosh. When you go to a game, I feel like you have a ton of adrenaline. Like, mm-hmm. you're not the player, but you're you're there to have a oh, good yeah. time. So you put that in a book, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. your thing. Like, tell me more about that. I decided to dip into sports romance with hockey because I was a fan of hockey. I have some heroes who have, like, played other sports. I have a hero who played football and two heroes who played baseball. And I played baseball or softball when I was younger growing up, and I thought it was the most boring thing in the world. I used to sit in the dirt in the outfield and draw pictures. (laughs) I thought it was so boring, and I tried soccer. I tried basketball. I absolutely hate the squeaking of the shoes on the floor. It drives me insane. (laughs) Soccer just involved too much running. That was that's going to be a no for me. Uh, I've never even played hockey before. I've only gone ice skating like I think three times in my life. But I don't know, there's just something about the game that really just draws me in and makes me excited to watch it and tune in. And hockey players are really weird, and I find that to be interesting, too. They have, like, a lot of crazy, goofy superstitions that just, I don't know, (laughs) interest me. So it's, I don't know, I just find it to be a really cool sport. Are you a TikTok hockey watcher? Like, they always have those on TikTok? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I watch some of the TikToks, but... I usually keep my hockey content to Instagram. I don't know why, but I mean, they cross promo stuff anyway. I know. I went on TikTok um, a long time ago. I'm not a TikToker. TikToker? I don't know. TikTok watcher. (laughs) But there was always like this one team. I think it's called the Hockey Guys. I don't know. But they like lip sync to like songs. Mm -hmm. Man, whenever I go on TikTok, (laughs) I click on theirs. I'm like, let me just watch for like three hours straight for them. I I love the Hockey Guys. One of them, when we lived in South Carolina, one of them was actually there on, like, a family vacation. And I was walking out of Costco, and I walked past him, and I was like, I swear that that is, like, one of the hockey guys. Like, holy crap. And I kept I kept looking back and, like, looking at him. I was like, no, no, I don't want, like, I don't want to be weird or anything. And then I got on Instagram after we got in the car, and it was him. And I was like, shut up. This is wild. Why is my heart beating so fast? <laughs> it didn't even happen to me. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. I wish I would have said hi or something, but it was still really cool to just walk past him. Ugh, I need to get in this hockey fandom. Okay, you <laughs> talked me into it. We're going to keep going with your uh, newest book, because it's also a hockey book. Yeah. So let me do some... Um, Ranting and raving. You probably are just going to sit there and listen to me for a good, like, two minutes. So please hold. Your newest book, Body Check, came out September 7th, 2023. It's a rom-com, obviously, in the hockey world. It's the first book of the Seattle Serpents series. At the time of writing these questions, it was currently number five on Amazon's bestsellers in the sports romance category. 
which is huge, and we'll get into that. But first, let me tell you of my experience of reading Body Check. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous. You should be. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm kidding. This is my first Tegan Hunter book. Um, I've heard of Tegan Hunter. I've heard of you. But this is my number one that I picked up. And it will 100% not be my last, which is a cliche quote, but it's true. <laughs> so I'm usually not like a book binger. I don't know why. Like, I can't. I can't just sit down and read a book for eight hours. I mean, I have, but like, why? But I've also been in a bit of a reading slump recently. Gotta be super honest because life has been a roller coaster for everybody. Body check changed both of these aspects for me. Yes. (laughs) I started my my nine to five shift on like a Friday, I think it was. And I brought my Kindle. I could not stop reading. Like I was mad that people needed my help at work. I was like, this is not the time. (laughs) Like this is my job I'm getting paid for, but shut up. I was so immersed in it. I have to be really obsessed with the book to keep going. So with this podcast, I read a ton of books. Not all of them are ones I connect with. Like as a reader, everyone has those kind of books. You, Tegan Hunter, have made me a whole new woman. (laughs) Um, I binge that book and I'm out of my reading slump. I cannot stop thinking of the main characters, Hutch and Auden. And how perfect they are for each other. I feel like you wrote Auden, the female main character, in such a, like, a likable way. Even though she had like a ton of money. And she could have been like a rich girl cliche. You didn't write it like that. You wrote it like as a character you would get along with. Hutch. Let's talk about Hutch. Also was a character that was grumpy, but wasn't unlikable either. I actually hate grumpy characters that are mean. So we love Hutch. Me too. I am super picky with books and book ratings but I easily gave Body Check five out of five stars. Yes! (laughs) I promise there was like an actual question at the end of this. I had to get that out (laughs) as I'm sweating from telling this. Um, So the numbers tell the story uh, a little bit, though, because this book is number 14 on Amazon's romantic comedy list, number five in Kindle Sports Romance, and 109 in the Kindle store altogether. Tegan, that's a feat. Congrats. (laughs) <laughs> I am glad people are seeing what I'm seeing, too, because I, when you as an author see something you've written getting so popular, getting all this news, what is your like actual reaction to this all? Tell me everything. What are you feeling? It's a mixed bag because on one hand, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. People are reading my books. But then I'm like, oh, my God, people are reading my books. This panic sets in of like, oh, no. Somebody's going to pick it up and they're going to hate it and they're going to tear it apart and they're going to blast it everywhere and everybody's going to know I suck and I'm a fraud. And it's just this weird spiral of like, oh, no, what am I doing? Why did I decide to like write this book or do this career? This is a horrible idea. But then I'm like, no, I wrote it because I love it. I'm doing this career because I love it. People like my books. They read my books. And then it just kind of goes back up to, oh my god, this is so exciting, it's so cool, it's happening. It's a total roller coaster, because you're putting yourself out there, which is really hard to do, but at the same time, you know, people read your books, and they like them, and it's exciting, and it makes you feel good, and that you can make somebody else feel good, even if only for a couple of hours, or a day, or whatever. So, I don't know, it's just this weird, (laughs) this weird mixed bag of emotions. When your books get, like, that high on the chart, 
are you normally like surprised? Are you like, oh, I get it. Tell me what happens when you see your books pleasantly rise like that. I am always shocked. Always shocked. I've been writing since, well, I've been published since 2015. And I think most authors have a goal of getting into the top 100 on Amazon because it's, you know, a huge feat. There's millions and millions of books out there in the store. So when the first book of mine hit top 100, which I think it was Blind Pass that did it, not 100% sure. (laughs) It was something that I had been working toward for a really, really long time. I had gotten close before and it had just never happened. And I had some series that just kind of failed and didn't do really well and those were series that I thought hey these could be my top 100 books and it was a bummer so when I put out the Carolina Comets which was my first hockey series and Puck Shy the first book did really well it did not hit top 100 I was like that's okay it still did well people really love it I'm going to keep going and I did and then when that first book finally hit top 100 it was just it was a shock. I cried a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot. <laughs> My husband was just like, holy crap, like what? Like he was totally blown away by it. And then it happened again with the next book and I wasn't expecting it at all. It, it's not like I was like all of my books after this have to hit top 100 because I, that's where the bar is. It's just one of those every time it happens, I'm I'm shocked by it because people are reading my books (laughs) and I'm not expecting it which is really silly because this is my job but I I'm just so grateful every time somebody picks up one of my books and when it gets into the top 100 it it blows my mind every time I don't think that's a feeling I'll ever get used to and it's a feeling I don't ever want to get used to because then I feel like I'm just I don't know too big for my own britches (laughs) on my podcast I don't say this enough I guess but you deserve everything you're getting we love Tegan Hunter thank you so your books obviously the romance genre we get we get that we talked about it because I know you talked about your first books and you'd write them under a pen name that kind of thing but is there a certain trope you kind of want to get into is there one that you're like hmm I haven't done but maybe I will for the Carolina Comet series there was a lot of new tropes for me in that one I did Marriage of Convenience and I did Accidental Pregnancy Uh, And I did my first age gap book, First Virgin Hero. There was a lot in that series that was a first for me. So I got to mark off a lot of tropes that I hadn't hadn't done yet with that series. There are a few more for the Seattle Serpent series, but I cannot say them because they would be spoilers. That's okay. No spoilers here. We all have to read them. I want to know, in your personal opinion, enemies to lovers, friends to lovers, what do you like better? Oh, that is so hard. I know, that's why I ask it. It's so hard. I love them both for different reasons. I feel like I should say friends to lovers because my husband and I are friends to lovers story. But I don't know. I have to go with enemies just because there's that, like... There's a barrier, like a barrier to entry, which sounds really dirty, but <laughs> it's like more I feel like it's more passion and enemies to yes. lovers. Yes. I'm a big friends to lovers person. Mm-hmm. I love them Pe- both. People don't get it. Thank you for saying both because I'll take it. I love them both for sure. It's and it's for me it's really hard to pick because there can be such a really good dynamic with friends to lovers, but there can be an equally good dynamic with enemies to lovers. 
To me, it depends on the book, I guess. True. I didn't think yeah. about that. I won't like not read a book because it's enemies to lovers. Like I'm mm. not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, wow, not for me. So Tegan, I want to know what is next in the world of Tegan Hunter. So up next is Face Off, which is book two in the Seattle Serpent series. It is about one of the guys we meet in Body Check is named Lawson. He is a moron. <laughs> you, you said it, not me. He's obnoxious, but in like a good way. <laughs> and I'm very excited for his heroine because she's definitely going to knock him down a few pegs, which she deserves very much so. Uh, they have a really good dynamic. I'm in the middle of their book, and it's just been nonstop back and forth, and I am enjoying it entirely too much. Uh, but after that, be another Seattle Serpents book, and then there are some other projects that I can't talk about yet. But there are things that I'm very excited for. It's a little outside the box. It's not hockey, but it's still got Tegan banter and Tegan smuttiness and all of that stuff. We are, I don't know why I said we, I'm speaking for everybody. <laughs> Everyone's saying we are excited no matter what you write. Tegan, give me your book recommendations. You have to pick like two. You can do more, like you can like break the rules, but tell me what you got for me. So I always recommend Julie Olivia, especially if you love like small town kind of vibes. She has this Honeywood series, which is about a theme park. It's so cute. It's so different. And I love it so much. There's like a grumpy sunshine book. There's a epic, epic friends to lovers, like a marriage of convenience. It's really, really cute. She also has another series. I don't know the series title, but the first book is called In Too Deep. And it's a workplace romance. And it's really, really good, too. She's really great banter. Really great banter. Um, the characters are really fun. They're all very different. I really, really, really enjoy her books. And her covers are super cute, too. Uh, and then recently, I just read Elizabeth O'Rourke, her Grumpy Devil series. I just read the first book, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm currently reading the second book, and I'm also really enjoying it. So I would recommend that series. Do you like to read romance books as a romance author? Yes, I love reading romance. However, <laughs> I don't often pick up rom-com books. Even though I write rom-com, I prefer like angstier books or books that are like a little bit outside of what I write just to give myself a break from whatever it is I'm writing. I love asking that question because many people have different answers. Because mm. I don't know if like you compare yourself or you like you're kind of tired. You know what I mean? So interesting. It's weird because I obviously read a lot less now that I'm writing, not just for a time thing, but because it's exhausting because all I'm doing is writing and reading my own stuff all day long. So I don't get that fun relaxation factor I used to get from it anymore, which is a little sad, but I don't know. It kind of makes those books that I do read just a little bit more special. If someone hears that Tegan Hunter is reading your book, man, lucky person, <laughs> lucky person. Tegan Hunter, you are amazing. Thank you for coming on Megan's Bookish Life podcast. You're invited back anytime. Thank you so much for having me. You had some amazing questions and your kind words are just too sweet. Thank you for listening to Megan's Bookish Life podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.